Good morning. Beautiful song by um, Gloria this morning. Um, <clears throat> you can ask Adel. I I listen to a lot of instrumental Christian music, and probably most of it at high speeds would cause the teenagers of our church to jump out because <clears throat> it's very traditional hymns by symphonies. But um, you blessed my heart this morning, Gloria. Thank you. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate that. This morning when I woke up, I found myself singing a hymn. Don't worry, I'm not going to repeat it. (laughs) Not my gift. (laughs) Never even been asked by Sylvia to sing happy birthday. No. She's heard me, <clears throat> but I couldn't quite get it at first because I was humming it. And then I was just singing only a savior, savior saved by grace. So I Googled and it took me forever. And uh, finally, this really archaic website came up and these two old guys, oldest time, can't wait to see him, though, now when I get to heaven that uh, collaborated on the uh, the music and lyrics to the song. And it's simply titled Only a Sinner. So, as always, I look for encouragement when I'm going to give a message that I'm on the right track. <clears throat> I'm sure it's not just me, but... Um, so I finally found it. I copied it. I put it in my notes. I forgot about it. And um, then I got to church and I said, wow, Lord, what if somebody offers that hymn today? That would be a good sign that I'm walking with you here this morning. And I pick up the old book first, naturally, and oh, it's not in there. But I had another old book at home where it, that it was in there. It was our original red book from years ago. And... Um, so then I picked up the Gaither songbook, hoping, and there was nothing there. So as I'm watching the breaking of bread take place this morning and the beautiful worship on redemption, it's like the Lord just said to me, isn't this enough for you? And I said, yes, Lord, it's enough for me. I'm thankful. Only to find out that the the boys in the back, Ray, Ed, and Randy, uh, worked hard to find it. Ed told me how much it took from the sweat of his brow to come up with this. So I told him I'd I'd give him credit for that part. And they're still looking. And that's the song we're going to sing at the end. But uh, I just love the words to it. I love the simplicity of it. Because it expresses so much for us about our Lord and Savior. Um, So that's my little intro this morning. But before we start, let's uh, just commit this time to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you that we have you. We have you as our Heavenly Father. 
and your son is our Lord and Savior. He rescued us from the domain of darkness. He put our feet upon a rock, making our footsteps firm. And yes, he did put a new song in our mouth, a song in worship and praise to you, Father, and him. And so as we pray this morning, Lord, we just ask that first and foremost, if there's someone here who still hasn't discovered how much you love them and how much you want to give them in the form of eternal life and everything else, we pray this day you would make headway with that person or persons. It's our desire, it's our only desire here, Lord, to save souls for your honor and your glory. That's why you've given us this building. That's why we have a body here. We build them up, but we're here to, as Jesus said, seek and save that which is lost. And so we just commit this time into your hands now. In Jesus' name, amen. My text this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, and the first 10 verses. Familiar to probably all, even if you don't know the Lord, but you went to Sunday school, there were wonderful books on this man, there were songs on this man, there are cartoons on this man, and his name is Zacchaeus. So, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, starting in verse 1. And he entered Jericho, that is Jesus, and was passing through. And there was a man by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus. And was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him. For he was about, that is Jesus, was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. For I must stay at your house. And he hurried and he came down and he received him gladly. When they, that is the crowd, saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Lord, behold, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. May the Lord bless the reading of his scripture this morning. 
So this morning I want to take and look at what I discovered as the seven steps in the salvation of Zacchaeus as we look at the portion of Scripture. And the first step, which has been stated in the, in the, in the Scripture, and it's, it's an age-old question, am I, as well as Zacchaeus, a sinner? In Luke 19.2, it says, And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So the question comes up, being rich, does that qualify you to be a sinner? No. Because everyone is already qualified. The moment we are created, the moment we're born, we're a sinner. Some may not like that, but that doesn't change what it is. We are sinners. I said this before. I can say it about my own grandkids. Early on, don't have to be much old to use the, the term today. You mess with their chi, their bottle, their whatever. You will understand they have a sin nature. They just can't do to you what they want to do at that moment because they're too small. And yes, they are adorable. But nonetheless, that's how we become sinners. But he was, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. He was in charge of all the tax collection of the city of Jericho. And Jericho was quite a place in those days. It was the main production. It was the main exporter of balsam, which was used in things like uh, the balm of Gilead. It was huge. It went all over the known world at the time. And because of that, Zacchaeus had much opportunity for corruption and extortion through his office. Oddly enough, at this point, it's strange what his name really means. Zacchaeus means pure. But the good news is we're not done with the story, are we? Luke 19.7 says, when they saw it, they began to grumble, saying he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Remember, this man was the chief tax collector. And he was the enemy of his people at the time. But everyone is a sinner. And if you need a scripture, Romans 3.23 puts it all away with all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. The second step in Zacchaeus's awareness, and I think it's true with us or should be, is becoming aware of our sins. 
We also have to get to a point. It isn't enough to know you're a sinner. When I was a young man in the military, in the service, there's one thing I could never deny, nor would I. I had no problem with somebody calling me a sinner. Okay? None. There was no doubt about it. I was not a nice guy. And uh, I, I would cop to that in a heartbeat. But that isn't enough. Because I knew I was a sinner. But that isn't enough. Something has to start to take place in your life. And in Zacchaeus, he started to hear about Jesus. He started to hear about what he did. All that he was accomplishing. He saw that he was God. Or at least he had some idea. He seemed to think so because he went to an awful lot of trouble. He started doing which is absolutely essential to those who need the gospel and salvation he needed and he started to search. And today was his day to end that search. He was determined in his searching that he needed to come face to face with Jesus. And when you get to that point in your searching, you're ready. You don't know it, but you're ready to come face to face with Jesus. And I don't think Jesus would ever have denied, I mean, Zacchaeus, excuse me, would ever have denied that he is and was a sinner. His many sins were very prevalent. And so conviction was coming upon him in that third step. He was becoming convicted. And it started to really come together when Jesus looked up and talked to him directly and told him, come down. Come down, Zacchaeus. And was he willing? Oh, he was willing. And so the acceptance of the fourth step, which is the grace of salvation, was transpiring in Zacchaeus. It's so sad that so many today never get to that point. And many of those people come to church. Some of them serve in a church. But they've never come to the point of getting saved. But Zacchaeus had come to the point that he was willing to bow down and accept Jesus Christ. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. A quote. Why should men pay such a high price for damnation 
when salvation is free. Zacchaeus knew before this day his sins were going to take him to hell. Zacchaeus Zacchaeus had made his decision. He was he was in it with Jesus Christ now. He knew who he was. He acknowledged who he was. And he was accepting of what Jesus was doing for him. He understood when Jesus said, I need to come to your house. He knew that meant more than a meal, though there was, I'm sure. He knew it was time for him to settle his debt of sin with the God Almighty who he was now facing. And he did that. And we see the result in the next thing Zacchaeus did as they were walking. He all of a sudden stopped. The the procession stopped. And he looked at his new God and king. And he said, Lord, in verse 8, he said, Lord, behold, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. Make no mistake here. This is not the act of salvation. The act of salvation has taken place. This, we're now seeing, is the fruit of his salvation. Because he was not a nice man. He was a crooked man. He was filthy rich at the sacrifice of his nation, the people. But this is the new Zacchaeus. Half of my possessions I will give to the poor. Think about how wealthy this man was in a city of commerce. We're talking a lot of money. A rich man would not do that. But a man who had come face to face with Jesus Christ and turned his life over to him would. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, because you see, Zacchaeus didn't have any direct handling with the exchange of those taxes. You know, they just all came to him and he took his fair share. He didn't care who the people were. He didn't care who got hurt. And they didn't just collect Caesar's share, those tax collectors. Their living was on top of it. And so each tax collector took his living above what was supposed to go to Caesar and also gave Zacchaeus's share. So he says here, if, meaning it's going to take me a while, but I'm going to take care of anybody that I defrauded. And I'm going to pay him back fourfold. And Jesus' reply to him was, today... Salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. 
For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And he was lost. As every person is still lost who doesn't yet know Jesus Christ. Make no mistake. If you don't accept him, that is Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, as he shared with Nicodemus in the garden, you must be born again. It's a one-on-one prayer. It's a one-on-one event with the God Almighty. Not church, not religion, not anything can substitute that engagement that did take place for Zacchaeus. All of that takes place in each one of us that comes to know him. And what do we get for that? We get eternal life. Now, there's no guarantee and things are going to turn around rapidly for us individuals as we come to him as far as our standing, our dwelling, our job, whatever, although he does look out after us. But what changes is not only do we have eternal life, but the spirit of God comes into our life. Nobody else has that. Nobody can have that. It's in us. Wow. And because he's in us, all of a sudden, the fruit of the spirit of God also is in us. And we have God's love, not our love. We have God's love. We have his joy, his peace, his patience, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his gentleness, and self-control. And that's why so many, once you come into your relationship, your character takes a while. But there is definitely a change. I think of the man back there in the second to the last row that when that guy changed, and just so happens he has a lot of relatives. Okay? And I think I'm safe to say this, like me, you weren't such a nice guy. Right? Before Christ. No. But afterwards, try and keep him quiet. Try and stop him from sharing with people what's happened in his life. And that's what happens to us. And they had to come here because of who he was and who he now appears to be. We saw for a while there a great throng of relatives coming. They had to find out what happened to this guy. Because there was such a radical change in his life as there was in Zacchaeus, as there is in each one of us in different ways. But there's definitely a difference when you're truly born again.
we get this. We get the word of God. It's not just a book. Now, there's nothing wrong with books. Some of us were force fed them and some of you enjoyed reading them when we were in school. But books are okay. But this book is the book of books. It's living and active and sharper than any two edged sword. It penetrates. It touches. I don't know about you, but some mornings I'm not good. I'm hardly ever good in the morning, but some mornings. But when I get into this, it's like a little Arnold Schwarzenegger pump you up kind of thing. And I'm better off after that. Caffeine just won't do it. This does it. And I'm happy to be able to go out of my house with this. That's a huge benefit we have. And all the DVDs and all the audios on on lead a better life, work on your temperament, you know, work on your skills. They don't pale. They pale in comparison. That's the benefits we have when we come to know him. There's another song besides the one we're going to sing that quickly I just want to read it because it really does describe each one of us to a degree when we accept Christ that isn't there before. So just listen. It's titled Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. We've heard it from the worship team in a wonderful rendition. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Born of the spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me. Oh, praise his dear name. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Riches eternal, blessing supernal, from his precious hand I receive. And the chorus, heaven came down. And glory filled my soul. One at the cross, the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Another quote before we end. Heaven 
is a prepared place for a prepared people. And they that enter shall find that they are neither unknown nor unexpected. That's another benefit. The moment we pass from here, or if we're blessed enough to be able to hang around long enough till his perfect will has been accomplished and we are in the rapture, we're going to be amazed with the gathering that's waiting for each and every one of us. Something we don't think about. We're going to find out about people that we didn't even know that knew us and prayed for us. All sorts of wonderful stories. So, I want you just to bow your heads now with eyes closed. I want to read something to you. And then we'll have the, are we going to be able to have the song? Yes, we're going to have the song after that. But just for a moment with our eyes closed, I just want to read something to you. The day each one of us passes from this life, either through death or the rapture, and we arrive in heaven with our new bodies, which each have new knowledge and understanding and have no more pain, no diseases, no fear, no exhaustion. If that was the case, no longer blind or crippled. And we have perfect peace of mind. Then we will gaze upon the expanse of heaven. We will have the most exuberant joy that nothing this side of heaven can compare with. We will bow to our risen Lord Jesus Christ in worship and praise and thanksgiving. And in the light of the immensity and scope of the heavenly realm. For a moment, some of us may have a little regret, a little remorse, a little shame because of the way we lived our past life on earth and the minuscule amount that we sacrificed for the cause of Christ. The realization that the distractions of this world kept us so busy in so many ways that don't count for eternity, we will be hit with the impact of how much more we should have done and could have done for him, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, while still on earth. Let us ponder this thought while here still on earth. Drive us to do more for the kingdom of Christ while we still can make a difference. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love for us. Unconditional that it is. Thank you for your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the life we have in you. But never let us forget, Lord. We're only a sinner saved by grace. We thank you now and just ask that you would just strengthen, encourage and bless each and every one. If there's anyone here you've been talking to, Lord, that hasn't yet made the simple 
easy, wonderful, joyful, peaceful decision to accept you as their Lord and Savior. We pray they wouldn't leave here before they take care of that. Adel's here. Lady Sylvia's here. But don't leave. Make this the rest of your life. A life that can never be paralleled by anything this earth has to offer. We pray all these things now. In Jesus' name, amen.